This is Waffle On Podcast. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast mini-episode. My name is Simon Meddings and you're listening to Waffle On about Knight Rider. The theme to Night Rider there, written by Stu Phillips. Now, Phillips also composed music for episodes of Book Rogers in the 25th century, uh, recently, of course, covered by the brilliant Rick Moyer and the equally, equally talented Jen Rhodes. Uh, he also did episodes for The Monkeys, The Fall Guy, MacLeod, Chicago, and The Amazing Spider-Man. He also did uh, uh, various other small episodes. Now, he was nominated in 1979 for Best Album of Original Score Written for a Motion Picture or TV Special for Battlestar Galactica. He also won the 2005 Best Ringtone for Knight Rider. Now, Knight Rider was created by Glenn A. Larson, the man also responsible for Battlestar Galactica, Quincy M.E., B.J. and the Bear, The Fall Guy, and the brilliant Magnum P.I. Now, the whole premise for Knight Rider was basically Lone Ranger, but with a car. And when you think about it, it's you know, got it fairly bang on. Now, the series ran for four seasons, with a total of 90 episodes, from September the 26th, 1982, to August the 8th, 1986, originally aired on NBC. The audio format was uh, mono for three series and just stereo in series four. They must have been uh, predicting David Hasselhoff's singing Career. I've been looking for freedom. I've been looking so long. I've been looking for freedom. Still the search goes on. I've been looking for freedom since I left my hometown. Now the series had two stars, of course, lead actor David Hasselhoff and Kit 
the car. So let's talk about the least talented one first. Yes, Hasselhoff. Uh, actually, that's a, a bit of a joke, really. But um, he uh, he has had these moments, let's face it. But uh, now I've got more excited uh, about seeing a reconstruction of uh, Kit at a recent convention uh, than David Hasselhoff, who's also um, starring there. And um, that, I think that probably says an awful lot, really. Now, um, Hasselhoff was born David Michael Hasselhoff on July the 17th, 1952 in Baltimore, Maryland. His first hit the screens as Dr. William Snapper Foster Jr. in the series The Young and The Restless from 1975 to 1982. I don't know if anybody remembers that. I certainly don't. I don't believe it was ever shown over here in the UK. I think it must, must have been only in a, an American thing. Now, after Knight Rider, he gained huge popularity and wealth because of Baywatch. really for keeping the rerun rights and this helped him to earn over 100 million dollars give or take i think everybody of course remembers baywatch and i'm sure everybody watched it for hasselhoff Hmm. now he has since appeared in minor roles uh, but still enjoying uh, his singing career mainly in germany he was once quoted as uh, being partly responsible for bringing down the berlin wall of course this was a lie it was mainly political engagements that uh, helped with us. But hey, let's not knock his singing. Now, um, of course, he's been on uh, several other, um, what they call like kind of reality shows. He was over here in uh, the UK. He was on Britain's Got Talent, or otherwise we call it Britain's Got No Talent when you go on those kind of shows. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he was also well known for um, appearing in a home movie and not that kind of home movie. Don't get worried about that. No, it was a, a video of him slightly tipsy eating a burger filmed by his daughter. Somehow that got leaked on the internet and gained him a bit more popularity. Hmm. Now, Kit, otherwise known as Night Industries 2000, a heavily modified Pontiac Firebird uh, Trans Am with numerous features because he had turbo boost on there and it had various other things uh, but the main thing that everyone remembers keep by apart from the shush shush sound which you'll probably hear throughout this episode was of course that it uh, it had artificial intelligence and was voiced by the wonderful William Daniels now Daniels had appeared uh, in The Graduate I don't remember The Graduate uh, Two for the Road and most notably as Dr Mark Craig in St Elsewhere now that's how I uh, remembered him uh, he was president of the Screen Actors Guild uh, from 1999 to 2001. Now, other regular actors to appear in Night Rider were Edward Mulhair. Now, Edward Mulhair was born in County Cork in Ireland on April the 8th, 1923. Sadly, passed away in 1997. Mulhair appeared in Our Man Flint, The Ghost of Mr. Muir, and one episode of Battlestar Galactica. He also appeared in MacGyver. Everyone loves a bit of MacGyver. 
I think everybody wanted MacGyver's hair. Now, Patricia McPherson, I believe I said that right, played Barney Barstow, who was the mechanic who appeared in Series 1, and then, not in Series 2, uh, must have uh, been on holiday, and then Series 3 and 4. Uh, series 9 later. And he's now uh, very active in uh, conserving wildlife and forests, of course. You probably feels bad about having Kit um, driving straight through forests and uh, destroying all kinds of things. Now, before turning green-fingered, she had also appeared in uh, Starman, Murder, she wrote, uh, MacGyver again, Matlock, and uh, the TNG episode Angel One. And Rebecca Holder appeared in Series 2, uh, playing April Curtis, uh, again, another mechanic. And she can also be seen in Happy Days, Magnum, Taxi, Quincy, uh, Shatner's um, testing for wigs, TJ Hooker, and, of course, General Hospital. She's an accomplished country music singer. Richard Basehart was uncredited, like uh, William Daniels, and Basehart was the narrator. Uh, and you heard him new on every episode. Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Uh, he did have one single appearance in Night Rider, though, as multi-multi-millionaire Wilton Knight, the man responsible for the whole Night Rider project. So the plot, here we go. Now, police detective Michael Arthur Lung, played briefly by Larry Anderson, yes, not by uh, the Huff, but by Larry Anderson in the start, is shot in the face. And that's the end of uh, Larry Anderson. Uh, now, he's left for dead. Now, self-made multimillionaire Wilson Knight rescues, uh, rescues old Michael and uh, arranges for him to have uh, severe plastic surgery. And I'm not saying uh, that, of course, the Huff is used to any kind of plastic surgery, but... Uh, Who's one to say? And uh, he gives him a new identity as, of course, Michael Knight. And, of course, a new job. And uh, this is where uh, Michael uh, gets his most amazing curly hair. Uh, he, would have been, uh, he would have been quite happily in, I believe, uh, the James Bond film Live and Let Die or any kind of exploitation film in the 70s with that kind of hair. Or, indeed, alongside Tom Jones as his twin brother. But she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. Now, Michael Knight becomes the primary field agent, and, of course, in the pilot program of this, uh, it's called the Foundation for Law and Government, otherwise known as FLAG. Now, the other half of the uh, pilot, and the first episode, of course, uh, is all about the Knight Industries 2000 car kit. Um, heading FLAG is Devon Miles, played, of course, by uh, Mohair. And he provides Michael with directives and guidance and basically tells him what to do. And Dr. Bunny Barstow is the chief engineer in charge of Kit's care, as well as technical assistant to Devon. Contrary to popular belief, looks aren't everything. Now, the, uh, the car, Kit, the 1982 Pontiac Trans Am, it cost $100,000 to build, uh, to change into. Now, I suppose when you think about it, this is the early 80s. That's a hell of a lot of money for it. And nowadays, uh, the the car, the kit car, is one of the most um, sought-after cars to make into a TV recreation. I think everyone would love to have one. Uh, even now, when you when you see it, um, it stands up. Um, the car, I mean, not the TV program. Any chance I get to see a, a, a kit, I will always go and have my photograph taken by it if I possibly can. Michael, why do you need to socialise with so many women? Wouldn't one be sufficient? Yet you're beginning to sound like my mother here. I mean, what's wrong with the little companionship? Huh? You can understand that. No, Michael, I cannot. When you're one of a kind, companionship does not compute. 
Now, Hasselhoff also played the villainous Garth Knight, who was Wilton's estranged son, uh, who has become a criminal. Uh, I always find that slightly weird um, that um, uh, Wilton had a, an estranged son who looked just like David Hasselhoff. So does that mean then that Wilton um, had Michael Lung made to look like his estranged son? Uh, something to think about there. I never really thought about it until I read the, the synopsis of this online, but, uh, but there you go. Now, my personal uh, opinions of Knight Rider. Now, when I, when I saw um, the show, I was, it was in the early 80s and I was a, a young lad. And, of course, I loved every minute of it. I didn't really think much, uh, hence the reason why I joked earlier on about David Hasselhoff. My interest in Knight Rider was purely about the car. And um, I've, I've often been a fan of TV programs, not because of the actors, but because of the... The, the sub-actors, shall we call them, uh, Doctor Who, I first fell in love with Doctor Who because I, I fell in love with the TARDIS and I still adore any police box I see. Um, Starsky and Hutch, I love their car. The 1969 Dodge Charger from Dukes of Hazard. I fell in love with that. I'm Duke boy. Be coming by here just any moment now. I can feel it in my bones. God, I, just, I just can't wait to get it. The uh, GMT-18 van. Fell in love with that. Um, the uh, Dodge Monaco um, from the Blues Brothers film. You know, I have the models of these upstairs. So the ba- Batman, you know, the, the, the Batman mobile. The Batmobile. The Batman mobile. Sounds like a wheelchair. Um, the Batmobile. You know, I fell in love with that. So... My love of Night Rider is is generally purely about the car. Now I've seen a few episodes uh, only recently, and especially when I decided to do this uh, this short podcast. And you know, it is really quite cheesy, but I think everyone there is still a love for Night Rider, and I think it's one of those ones. I, I don't think I'd go and buy it on DVD. I don't own it on DVD. I wouldn't go and buy it on DVD. Maybe if it was a ridiculous reduced price. I know you can get some really nice box sets. Um, actually, to buy the um, the kit car, the the, the Pontiac in um, model form, uh, one eighteen scale, which is what I tend to collect. Um, is it one eighteen? I think it's one eighteen. It's they normally cost around about thirty five pounds, something like that, forty pounds, which I think is possibly is it something around about sixty seventy dollars or something. Um, for some reason, that car over here, every time I've been to conventions or I've looked online, um, they are charging £60, £75 for it. And, you know, uh, as much as I would love to have it, I don't have a, a disposable income on in which uh, I could just casually go out and buy stuff like that. Uh, I have a, a wife and a daughter and a dog. And uh, I think they'd complain of, of uh, starvation, I think, if I went out and bought stuff like that. But you never know. Uh, I, if I see a good deal, I will go out. And buy one. Now, one of the episodes that stand out for me in Night Rider was, of course, when uh, you had the bad version of the car. I am the night automated roving robot. Car, if you prefer. I am the prototype of the car of the future. Now, this uh, bad version was called Car, but uh, spelled K-A-R-R. Now, it's the prototype version of Kit, originally designed by Wilton Knight and built by his company, Knight Industries. Upon uh, completion of the vehicle, car CPU was installed and activated. However, a programming error made the computer unstable and potentially dangerous. The project was put on hold and car was placed in storage until a solution could be found. Now, uh, car first appeared in the season one episode Trust Doesn't Rust aired on NBC on November the 19th, 1982, where he seemingly met his demise at the end. However, 
He was so popular with viewers that he was brought back again in Series 3 episode Kit vs. Car appeared on NBC on November the 4th, 1984, making him as one of the very few villains in the original series to make a return appearance. Now, the only difference between um, Car and Kit was um, the fact that it had um, a grey, a light grey bottom underneath um, from, from the wheel arch down, as opposed to the full-on black of what Kit was. It was voiced by Peter Cullen, uh, in 1982 and uh, 2008. Now, I believe Peter Cullen was also the voice for Optimus Prime in the TV season, and I think possibly the film. I'm not 100% sure, as I can't stand the films. Uh, later, he was, uh, sorry, in the middle of that, it was Paul Fries who voiced him in 1984. Now, I think we all love a bit of, you know, car action going on there, and I don't mean that by adding a 1970s porn soundtrack in the, in the background, but... Anything that involves destruction, and I know bad version uh, uh, Garth Knight was the one who who drove the car. So spin-offs and sequels. So I'm just going to read this out here now. Code of Vengeance, the two-part episode Mouth of the Snake, served as a backdoor pilot for a 1984 series to be called All That Glitters. It was rejected by NBC. The lead character and actor were recycled for a short-lived 1985-86 series titled. Code of Vengeance, revolving around Charles Taylor as Vietnam veteran David Dalton. The Night Rider episode featuring Dalton exhibited great gymnastics, not unlike the $6 million man uh, with his bionics. But when Code of Vengeance aired, Dalton was an ordinary skilled drifter. It soon fell off the schedules after only two two-hour movies and two one-hour episodes. Night Rider 2000, no. This came out in 1991. It was a sequel movie featuring Michael Knight and Devin Miles with Kit being given a new sporty red body. Gosh. It was a close copy of the Pontiac Banshee concept car, actually a Dodge Stealth uh, with custom bodywork. Uh, as the Night 4000, it served as a pilot for a would-be new series starring Susan Norman as Sean McCormack, but the project was ended. So, Night Rider 2010. Made in 1994, a movie loosely based on the show, indeed it was loosely based. There were a few links to the original show, it was. Uh, it may not be considered canon, other than for carrying the Knight Rider title, the film was penned by Miami Vice writer John Legley. Uh, now in 1997, Team Knight Rider was introduced as a spin-off, set sometime in the near future, always a, a bad sign. Uh, the show featured a fleet of intelligent vehicles, Michael Knight returned at the end of the final episode of the first series, though he was not played by David Hasselhoff. What's the point in that, then? Um, this was a cliffhanger intended to be explained in the next season. However, the show did not catch on, and the second season was not commissioned, and Team Night Rider ran for 22 episodes. The 2008 television movie sequel, here we go. So, on September the 26, 2007, NBC announced that it was creating a two-hour backdoor pilot, they like this name, don't they, to air later that season. In the new version, Justice Bruning... Stars as the estranged son of Michael Knight. It's always the estranged son, isn't it? Uh, Mike Trouser, strangely not, not having his same name. Uh, Diana Russo plays Trouser's one-time girlfriend and love interest. One-time girlfriend, interesting phrase there. Sarah Grainman, uh, Bruce Davison co-star as a father. And uh, physicist 
Charles Graham and the original designer of Kit, 1902-2000. Now, Wayne Castleman co-stars as Mike's roommate and friend. Uh, David Hasselhoff appeared in the pilot as Michael Knight. Now, the new Kit, uh, known as Knight Industries 3000, is portrayed by a Ford Shelby GT500KR Mustang. Now, I do love the, uh, the Mustangs, and uh, I do have a fondness for the Ford Shelby GTs, but... It's not a uh, Pontiac Firebird. I'm sorry, it isn't. Uh, as much as it looks good, uh, it's not good. So, supervising producer David Andrin wrote the pilot script. And it, uh, so it was a two-hour script in the day on the 17th of February 2008. Val Kilmer, he of the Doors fame, um, recorded the voice for the new kit. Finally, a motor car that defines indulgence. 550 horsepower. Standard. Race tune suspension. Standard. Xenon headlamps with infrared night vision. Standard. Metallic paint with nanotech enhanced camouflage. Access to military satellite imaging and self-regeneration and damage drive. speed internet. Solar-powered hybrid efficient intelligence. GPS. Standard. Driver. Optional. But really, enough about me. Uh, probably sounded better as, um, as in the doors. Now, um, the Mustang. Okay, yeah, he did the voice of the Mustang. And after Will Arnett, who initially won the role, was asked to withdraw by General Motors due to his prior advertising agreements with them. Interesting. Sydney Tramer Porter, the youngest daughter of Sydney Porter, played FBI agent uh, Car Revival. Now, he received good ratings, and uh, NBC announced that Night Rider would return as a weekly series beginning in the fall of 2008, and the show aired Wednesdays at 8. The series premiered September 24th, 2008, and in November 2008, NBC announced that the series had indeed been picked up for a complete 22-episode season, but several cast members would be leaving, and the storylines would be revamped after the original 13-episode order. NBC announced that Night Rider was cancelled after one season because of poor ratings. Well, I think uh, we can all agree that um, the follow-ups and sequels and spin-offs don't really work. Now, um, is it because people wanted the Pontiac Firebird back? Is it because people want uh, would want uh, David Hasselhoff back? You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and this could just be my own, uh, well, it is my own personal opinion, but um, you know what, I'd give it a go if Hasselhoff came back, got his acting chops back on, um, probably drop the cheese, maybe grow his hair back a bit more so he looked like uh, the, the older version of Tom Jones. Uh, and bring back um, the the classic car. I think that would be fantastic. I would go for that. I'd watch that. And also the theme tune. Now, I know uh, modern-day TV programs that don't seem to have a theme tune. I think Lost was one of the first ones to do this, where you just had a... Boom. The only one that I, I seem to think of that's modern is probably The Walking Dead. theme tune is it really I suppose it wouldn't be it's all about people dying um, but I'd love to see a, a new Night Rider TV series come back but only on those those um, means with, with David Hasselhoff and and of course the classic car back so now I'm hopefully going to do another one of these um, kind of special 
um, vehicle style sci-fi fantasy programs and uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, some of the online about Street Talk and uh, probably Auto Man don't know how long that episode will be <laughs> um, but I think it's worth a I think it's worth a, an episode don't you and may, maybe if I'm feeling inclined uh, Manimal just for fun uh, again, my name's Meds, and uh, thanks for listening, and I will speak to you all very soon. Take care. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. 
This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.